Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry, feathered, or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome. This is episode 180 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. With too much talking pets, it's barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Ander, and I'm joined this week by the man, the man with the plan. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? I'm good, Robbie. I'm good, mate. 180. 180, yes. Isn't that, isn't that yeah, the that, highest score in darts you can get? It's darts, yeah. Isn't that when you get um, when you get three triple 20s? That sounds right. I remember. Because, you remember, know, triple 20, 60, so by three would be 180. That would make sense. You're good on your maths, mate. That's good. It reminds me, Deb and I went uh, went away for a, a, our anniversary, I think, for a nice weekend. Had a lovely dinner. You know, then uh, back to, you know, a little hotel room whatever after dinner sort of for, for anniversary and uh, put on the tv and had had the sports channels that we don't normally get and we yes. sat sitting there stuck for a good hour and a half watching 180 it was just and watching the darts it was just mesmerizing loved it which is what, what watching all the uh, the english the english dudes out in the uh, out in the crowd on their bucks nights just <laughs> just Sinking down pints of Stella whenever they get 180, 180. <laughs> 180. Um, did did you hear about the um the it was a few years ago the darts that they had at Marvel Stadium here in Melbourne? No. Um, so they had yeah so they had a big um this would have been would have been close to ten years ago nine or ten years ago so they had a big um a big international darts uh thing at the at Marvel Stadium here and um it basically just turned into a riot at the end people because everyone's oh, there just yes. just sinking beers. People ripping up chairs and throwing, throwing chairs, chairs and all sorts that. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, just just really taking to task that 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 really gentlemanly sport of darts. <laughs> oh, very good. Well, speaking of gentlemanly things to do, there's, there's yes. been a, across the media. It's been a big, big couple of weeks with uh, with uh, some issues with podcasts and uh, and Spotify. And yes, a certain, and a certain fellow friend of the oh no, not friend of the podcast. Uh, no. What's his name? Josh Ro- Joe Rogan. Josh Joe Rogan. Rogan. Josh Rogan. It depends. Oh, what's his name? Joe Rogan. Yeah, Joe Rogan. I did. Does it depends? I guess if you want to garner enough controversy here, that we actually might drum up a few more listeners by trying to say that we're pro Rogan. Is that is that the platform oh. that we're running here? We're oh, I don't know. No. We're, well, we're well, pro free speech and pro Rogan, but anti oh. Neil Young. Well, I love a Rogan. I love a Rogan Josh. I mean, it's yes. quite a nice little bit of a, a, a nice lamb. Yeah, yeah. Mm, taste very good. But but a I bit thought Basmati rice. Well, I actually I actually thought you know we chatted and we thought that perhaps you know we are pro-vax and pro, you know we we believe the pandemic's real and all that sort of thing. We've been talking about it for a, for a long time. So so I did I did think well you know maybe it's time we did make a stance. A statement. So I, yeah, you know, so I thought, well, Neil Young's done it, you know, some other Joni artists. Mitchell. Yeah, Joni Mitchell. Yeah, yep. some other, yep, yep, Joni Mitchell, some other artists that they've done it. So I thought, look, all right, I'll give Spotify a call. Yes. And I'll just, just want to set a few things straight. So good. Got on Spotify, got through, you know, to, um, you know, to, to Hans Mr. in Norway, Mrs. Mrs. Spotify. Okay. Boss, yep. Boss Spotify. I said, look, you know, unfortunately, guys, you know, we're a little bit upset. You know, we, we, um, We'd like you to remove two vets, talk pets from Spotify. 
it's from the from the platform and um and uh and they said what who sorry who are you who 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 are you so it didn't go down so well they they weren't yeah. weren't it didn't I don't think it had an extra push that perhaps Neil Young does or any of those guys that that they're going to lose many listeners. No, but, no. But if you're having trouble finding us on Spotify, that may be the reason. It's because they... of the because of the stance that Lewis has taken. We've taken. It's team. Well, we, 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 yeah, 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 we, yeah. Well, of course, we. Oh mate, we're 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 bound to the hip. So yeah, where where you go, then I follow. That's right. But I don't know. Just when they said, "Who are you?" I thought, "All right, well, we're obviously not quite at uh, at other, uh, you know." Other platform, and now we haven't got the million dollar sponsorship as yet from Spotify. Yes, if, if a million to hundred million that oh, Rogan's got from Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. that's US too. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take a million. You know, if they're going to give Joe Rogan a hundred, but I'll, I'll take a half. I'll even go a half a million, and I, would and you, I won't complain. Would you talk about? Would we interview people who are anti-vax? Then is that? Would that be uh, a- absolutely? <laughs> Oh, so oh, you're a sellout. Yeah. You're a sellout. Oh, 100%. Total if, sellout. If, if, if Spotify were going to give us 500 grand, mate, they could, they, I'd, I'd talk to any anti-vax. Like, what, it doesn't mean I have to believe them. doesn't mean I have to agree with them. If all i got to do is talk to them for a little while, that's fine. <laughs> oh, gosh. We, had, we did have a little bit of feedback about the CBD last week. But a lot of, oh, uh, good. A lot of uh, listeners thought it was really interesting. So I had, uh, had wow. one person who had a chat to me about um, that they're using CBD oils for anxiety themselves. Right. Um, and they're finding it helpful for themselves. They're not sure if, Excellent. It's, if it's placebo related. They said it's very expensive to get yes. it for themselves. I guess it's not pbs or medicare or anything like that so um but that was that was a good interesting little bit of feedback and uh and you chat about how you got to take it with an oil and and she said you know if it's um or they said if it's not uh <laughs> uh you know a cb cbd oil it's it's just actually hemp oil which is actually has no sort of sort of none of that benefit none of the compounds the, in there yeah, at all exactly yeah exactly yeah. and and then also this week just uh hijacking the start mate for me i had a Go for it. Hey, hey, uh, at, at the hip, you lead, I follow. That's fine. Yeah, you, um, I know you're going to jump in here, but I'll get you just to refrain from too many comments as, as we go along. But no problem. Have you seen the movie Meet the Parents? Yes, I assume. Yes, I have. Yeah, yes. with Greg and Greg. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so I had a um, uh, and Mr. Tittles is Mr. Tittles the cat? I think so. Yes. Robert De Niro's cat. The one that flushes yes. the toilet. Yes, that's right. Yes. And, um, and so I had a client in and uh, we were examining the cat and, uh, um, and uh, I don't know then that it was a male cat or whatever. And she said, Oh, you know, he's got a lump um, on his, on his, on under his tummy there. He's got a lump under his tummy. He's uh, you know, I've, um, I've been feeling it. Um, you know, he's a male cat. So, you know, I know he don't, doesn't have any nipples, so it's definitely not a nipple. Right. And, and in my moment, of just total openness, I've said, yes. I've gone, I've got nipples. <laughs> can you milk? Oh, no, I didn't say, can you milk me? As it says, you made the parents. So that's what I was thinking. I've yes. Gone, well, oh, I've got nipples. <laughs> and I, then I went, oh, hang on. Is that inappropriate to say? Like, you know, obviously. And she sort of, and I went, hang on. I'm sorry. That's actually just blurted out. You know, I was thinking of meet the parents with the cat, yeah. and, uh, et cetera. And she was laughing, but I thought, yeah, sorry, sorry, that one, that one slipped through the sensor, <laughs> yeah, you know, did, the, did, the console yeah. room sensor. Yeah. Whoopsie. It, it's a male cat, but I've got nipples. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Which so, I, that, that reminded me of, um, I, I remember at uni, yeah, and, and like I always, I, I don't swear during consults, mm. but sometimes every now and again, you know, I, you know, nothing, nothing bad, but yeah, you know, every now and again, I'll, 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 you know, just, just to put a little bit of context in, I might, I might sort of, you know, uh, you know, expand on something in a, you know, not a, certainly not an MA 15 plus way, but you know, maybe, maybe a, like a, 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 oh, bother or a, oh, oh, blast or, yeah, or a, oh, a big boat. Oh my, oh my goodness me. Or the, or the way the way we describe it with the kids when we're watching movies is that you know if the uh, uh, sh word might be used then um, we go we call we call that the big boat, you know if somebody says right. that, that something's something's wrong or that someone's lying well then that's a big boat full of cows, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, yes. yeah. Or yeah, well, male cows. Doing. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yep. If someone if someone's quite frightened then it might be a leaky boat. <laughs> Yeah, I see what you're right. saying. Um, yeah. But um, but but yeah, yeah. It's sort of you know, uh, just thinking of inappropriate things that you know to, to say or not to say in in consults. Yeah, of swearing. Yeah, and do you are you a bit are you the same? Like, do you usually try and refrain a fair yeah. bit, or do you yeah, sort I don't, of loosen no. off a little bit? No, to, to I very much try not to swear, but uh, occasionally I will, and it's more goes along with an owner who's perhaps been swearing a lot, and there's something that it that does that it will add to the the discussion and perhaps engender a uh, a little bond between them, me and them ah. over something that I feel was quite SH or, you know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, so that that's probably the only time and it's guided by the owner. Like you do get yeah. owners. Most owners won't swear in a console, I feel, but yes. but you do get the occasional one that really does go like all the time. You're like, oh, wow, that's interesting. It becomes a bit disconcerting, doesn't it? Yeah, yes, like, it I mean, can. Yeah. I, I, you know, we both go to the football and we both, you know, we go, you know, we've, we've yes. been, you know, ma- males for some time. And yes. so, you know, there's not many words out there that we don't know yes. um, that, that, yes. would, that would fit into that MA 15 plus uh, movie category. Um, but yeah, it just seems really weird at happening in a console. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah, totally agree. Um, it actually reminds me when my kids, uh, one of my kids went to, was it Kinder? Um, and they've, they've come home from, from kinder and, oh, daddy, Thomas, at, Thomas at kinder to say today, he said a rude word. Oh, oh, oh really? did he? Yeah. yeah. He said a rude word. And he said, he said a square word, daddy. Oh, oh one oh, of the square oh, words. Oh, he, he said a square word. Did he Right. He said a square word. Okay. Right. I yeah. so says, what did he say? And then the girls, one of the girls has gone, oh, he said something about that, 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 the, the, the teacher, she was a truck head. <laughs> and so I said, oh, that's very naughty of Thomas to say that. And yep. uh, shouldn't be calling anyone truck heads because that is a square word. Right. Would you yep. like some, some dessert now with you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Here, have your yogurt and muesli. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, let's, anyway. let's watch some more Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah, and and this week I, I had my uh, I had my fourth fourth vaccination this week, mate. Fourth fourth vaccination. Fourth, yeah, fourth fourth vaccination. Um, was um was in a uh, in a consult with a little kitten, little white, white. kitten. Yes, and uh, and just about to give the needle, it's done a little jump, and I've just jabbed the needle into my finger. Nice Classic needle stick. So no more feline herpes for me again. Can't Excellent. Just just the, no- just the just the normal old herpes. Yeah, that's now right. for you. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Terrific. And it was that classic case when you get a needle stick injury, what's the one thing it does a lot that you can't stop? It starts hemorrhaging <laughs> everywhere. White kitten, long hair, blood everywhere. Covered so, in Lewis blood. Yeah. So so I'm oh. sort of trying to hold the kitten to stop it squealing. I've still got the need. The, I've got to give the vaccination because I don't want to sort of not give it because we're sort of all set up to give it. You know, I've got the treats out trying to distract it, giving it, holding my finger in the air, trying to hold the cat sort of uh, pinch the skin up. And I can just see the blood just dribbling down my finger. And I'm like, please don't go on the cat. Please don't go on ah. the cat. Please don't go on the cat. Ah. Got the needle in and then sort of just start. Uh, then it's just, a, and I've sort of put my hand there and it's got, oh, he's bleeding. God, no, 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 that's don't me. Don't be worried. That's my, that's my blood. It's all good. That's all right. Which, uh, which I guess makes a bit of a difference to the number of times that you get uh, bitten uh, by a cat and then, you, mm. then you're bleeding and the owner goes, oh, hang on. What was, uh, like, you know, then you might just you know, see a little bit of leakage coming out from a Band-Aid later on in the day. Oh, that wasn't my cat, was it? No, no, no. That was, that was somebody else's cat. No, not, <laughs> yes. not your cat that's trying to climb the walls. Yeah. No, that wasn't yours. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's funny, isn't it? Anyway, yeah. so yeah, so quickly got a little band aid on it and, uh, and hoped it wasn't going to bleed anymore everywhere. Um, Excellent. Anyway, uh, I also this week, yes, had a, had a little uh, little eight week old um, British blue kitten come into the right. Clinic. Gorgeous little kitten, really beautiful looking, but really, really petrified. Right. Um, and the owner said to me, "I've never had a cat before. Is it normal for them to be sort of hiding under the bed the whole time?" only coming out for food, then going under the bed again. And I said, well, yes, it can be, but not really. You know, it's been in your house about a, a week or so. Um, and I said, you guess what I suggested? They might try to, to, to give the kitten just to help with the anxiety that's have, having. Uh, did, did you try smearing in your blood? <laughs> that was a different kitten. This no, is a different British kitten, blue. yes. It wasn't yes, white. Yeah. No white British blues. They're blue. Blue colour. So I suggest we put on some Zilkine. Zilkine, wow, what a wonderful option. Why did you put it on the Zilkine, Lewis? Well, it just helps with the mild anxiety, you know, issues. So, you know, obviously the kitten's fairly fearful, but I, I you know, I, I was reluctant to say, look, let's, you know, try some other medication. I thought, let's try some Zilkine first. It's eating its food. I know we can easily open the capsules of Zilkine. It's very tasty. It's, uh, it's really good. Uh, yeah, palatable, um, and I, I knew that it, w- it would eat it, and and then we'll, we'll see that see the kitten again in a couple of weeks, and have another chat and see how's it going. Is it improving? Give you an update from there. So, of course, Zilkeen is our one of our sponsors. So, thank you very much, Zilkeen, for your support. And as a as a bit of sizzle, um, next week I'm going to tell a, uh, a a Zilkeen story, completely different to any Zilkeen story we've told in any other episode. <laughs> And just as a little bit of a little bit of a sous-sound of a tip, it doesn't involve a dog and it doesn't involve a cat. Right. Wow. Who, who else is this week's episode brought to us by Lewis? Ah, Delicate Care is our other sponsor, oh, of mate. Of course it's Delicate Care. Delicate yes. Care, the wonderful Australian made, Australian owned diet. Uh, you know, what a what a wonderful uh, uh company they are. Uh their their factory out there in the the People's Republic of Western Australia. Uh exporting to the world and also that includes to the the rest of australia um great some really great options there we always talk about the duck and kangaroo uh novel protein diets for the sensitive skin sensitive stomach we've actually got a question in regards to that that we're going to talk about later on in the episode so stay tuned to that uh dog versions cat versions if you're uh, in the market for a new diet and particularly if you go into the clinic and the normal stuff that you can't get you can't get as we always say about del- delicate care, 
delicate care, you know it'll be there. Very nice. I did a Labrador this week. That yeah, sensitive stomach on uh, on another inferior brand of sensitive stomach food and, no, and non-sponsored uh, yes oh, yeah exactly and uh, it was actually doing quite well but of course as there were supply issues they yes. said what are the other options we've got and i said well take this one from the top shelf delicate care because it's, it's always on, there it's always there on the shelf yes very nice very good mate and also who else have we got to thank we need to thank our Patreon subscribers, the yes. good people who have gone to patreon.com, who have searched for Two Vets Talk Pets and have uh, decided to join us uh, in helping to try and in a fiscal way of putting this little soiree of a podcast together. Thank you very much to one and all of you. And thank you to everyone who's been going on to iTunes as well. We've had a few new uh, uh, five-star reviews on there as well. So if that's not been you, but you would like to, just go to iTunes and put it on there because then people will get uh, our podcast put in front of their their, their suggested list uh, rather than other ridiculous podcasts like Joe Rogan. <laughs> Wow. We actually want 500, 500k Spotify. That's all. Yeah. We, I think you do reviews on Spotify now. So Can perhaps you? do a review say much better than Joe. Yes. Something like that. We'd like to see that. Five star, better than Joe. Better than it, Joe. Keep them on. Pay them Pay them more. Pay anything. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. This is an article I saw this week at yes. abc.net.au. NT Northern Territory Senator Sam McMahon claims to have diagnosed Australia's first canine COVID infection in Darwin dog. Wow. Yeah. Northern Territory Centre Sam McMahon says a Darwin dog has tested positive for coronavirus using a rapid antigen test. Wow. A human, human. rapid antigen test. Yeah. After she conducted two telehealth consultations with the symptomatic pet. Right. And then I've got a note here, Robbie, discuss. Okay, right. Yes. Yeah. Mm. About just how appropriate that would be. Mm. That that sound that sounds wonderful to me. That sounds like yeah. some, I know it sounds good stuff. Good science there, definitely. Yes. Number one, what a waste of, of a of a good rat. Yes. Rapid antigen test. Senator McMahon, who is a qualified vet. Oh, Said right. she believed it was an Australian first. It's quite an unusual case. The dog appears to have contracted COVID from its owner, Senator McMahon told ABC Radio Darwin. Isn't it an election year? Up in the Northern Territory? Hard to. Uh, yeah, not, oh, if not she's sure. a senator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or depends. Mm. Yeah. Or publicity. Something. Yes. The ABC understands no cases of coronavirus have been recorded in dogs so far in Australia. Correct. The ABC is correct. The dog, a three-year-old crossbreed, developed a loud cough after its owner tested positive for the virus. Excellent. Right. On a telehealth. They called me because their dog, which is young, healthy, and fully vaccinated with routine canine vaccinations, was suddenly coughing, Senator McMahon said. Mm-hmm. This it doesn't sound like any sort of no. common infection that we would normally see quite commonly in dogs so far. No, no, this is completely drawing blanks to me. Definitely. And you could easily tell what sort of cough it was over a telehealth. Yep. Without examination. The canine returned a positive rapid antigen test on February the 9th. Senator McMahon said she was satisfied that the owner had performed the test correctly. 
and that the result was highly likely to be accurate. Right, because because this test um, that's been developed for humans that hasn't been ratified in mm. uh, in in dogs or tested against dogs, whether they do or don't have a, a canine a, a human coronavirus, yeah, yeah highly accurate otherwise yep now it's still still all sounds pretty good here there's no we're not into the joe rogan territory yet this sounds no. <laughs> this, this, let, this sound this sounds robust let's get senator mcmahon on that'd Why be not? good that'd yes. be good that'd be joe rogan-ish yeah wouldn't would it? Be. yes tell yes. us t- tell us senator how our our listeners can be diagnosing COVID 19 in their dogs and cats in, in their by pets. using their precious rat tests <laughs> The Department of Agriculture's Animal Health Committee recommends confirmatory testing be performed at the CSIRO, Australian Centre for Disease Preparedness, if an animal is tested for COVID-19. Good. So that, that sounds fair enough. Good. However, Senator McMahon said no further tests will carry out to the owner's COVID status. All right. <laughs> they couldn't, couldn't get to the vet, obviously. Veterinary epidemiologist Dr. Fahid Hematzada Hemazida said Perfect. rapid antigen tests were not reliable tests for dogs. Of course, the test detects the COVID-19 viral antigen, but regarding all unevaluated materials in dog nasal cavity, the results are not reliable as a valid test in dogs. Boom! Shots fired! Yes! Wow. Firing Stop talking common sense, doctor. Exactly. While reports of animals being infected with COVID-19 have been reported around the world, Dr. Hemet Seda said it was an uncommon event in dogs. Mm. Very uncommon yep. event. In rare cases, the infection is transient and will not produce illness in dogs. That's certainly what we think too. The virus stays in the nasal cavity of the exposed dogs for a couple of days and will disappear when the dogs are not exposed to the virus from other people. Serious illness in the infected cases is extremely rare. Um, and there is no current, there's currently no vaccine against COVID-19 for pets. So we do know that dogs and cats can have the coronavirus, human coronavirus COVID in their mm-hmm. nasal passages, but they don't, they don't show symptoms and they certainly don't transfer it back to humans, to, to yeah. owners or people that are in contact. So I guess theoretically, if you've taken a swab and there was virus in their nasal passage, Potentially, as long as everything else was okay, as far as contaminants, all that sort of stuff. I guess in theory, you could say, yes, we found some COVID-19 in the dog's nasal passage, but I don't I don't really know. But we did get further confirmation. Veterinary Ooh. microbiologist, Professor Glenn Browning. Oh, big big Glenn. Yeah. yeah. Glenn? He's one of our one of our profs from the yeah. day. I um put down everything I know to microbiology to him. Is that is that ear smears and and rods on on urine samples? Not a lot. Anyway, <laughs> there was no evidence of veterinary. Uh, so Prof Glenn Browning said there was no evidence of pets transmitting the virus to humans or playing any role in spreading COVID nineteen. There it is. There may be particular dogs and pets that are susceptible to infection, but it isn't something to be particularly concerned about. Professor Browning said people are the danger to the pets rather than pets being a danger to their owners. Yes, but I reckon people are a danger to other people with COVID. Yes. Not really in any other way. Guns don't kill people. People kill people, Lewis. Thank you, Robbie. Now 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 now
Wow. Is this yes. is this our new Joe Rogan thing? Is it that way? You wanted gritty, Lewis. I'm giving you gritty. I'm giving I'm giving you so wow. much gritty. This is like sandpaper down the down the trousers gritty. Wow. Where are we going next? Religion? We we talk, yes. Were we, you know, Catholic Church? What are we? Where are you going, mate? What's Absolutely. Next? And then it. politics. Let's move on to politics. Just stay tuned. Stay Shots tuned. Fired. Yeah, Shots I'm coming in on the long run. I shouldn't say that if you're talking guns. Anyway, Senator McMahon said the dog in question has since made a full recovery. Perfect. Perfect. That's because right. they because they used another rat test. Yeah. <laughs> well, they generally do get over kennel cough. Yes. Well, well oh, oh, hang on. What kennel cough? <laughs> yeah, he is. That's 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 a new one on me. Yes. Um, Who now, would have thought? Can I picture something for you too, Lewis? And our, our, our listeners will be able to uh, uh, do this as well, but given that it's not a visual medium podcast, I'll try and be as descriptive as I can. Now, imagine Senator McMahon doing the telehealth consultation with their, their client over Zoom. Um, now, they've got the dog there who's who's coughing and the owner is is COVID-19 positive? And, oh, doc, doc, is there a chance that my dog could have COVID? Well, I've got a rat test. Well, how do I do the rat test? Well, you just put it up into your dog's nose. Okay. Oh, hang on. Now I'm just going to rub it inside my dog's nose. I'm going to do the test. It's tested positive. Yeah. Yeah. Bum, yeah. Bum. yeah. She was satisfied. Did it correctly. Oh, I mean, I'm dogs. sure they did do it correctly, but it's just whether they sneezed on it first. Well, do you have well, do you have the intranasal? Do you do the intranasal vaccine for Kennecoff or you do the oral one? Uh, we I know we actually do the do the under the skin one. Yeah, right. So we yeah. got the nasal one and trying to yeah. get some dogs to even just have a little syringe put at their nose. Oh my god. Not goodness. easy. Not easy. Oh my goodness. And I imagine trying to get a swab. 15 seconds either side, yeah. low and slow. I don't I yeah, not sure. Not convinced. Um, no, 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 no. I, and and if it's a saliva one, I, I you know, gee whiz, oh, yeah, you know, no, who knows? Yeah. That that just means that the owner's probably sneezed into the dog's mouth, which is a little bit weird too. Mm. I wonder anyway. if Senator McMahon's um, done a FIV test on herself at all, or something. Like that. <laughs> that's, that's an nice. option, maybe, yeah. maybe, or a parve test. Can you do? That? I don't would, know. Would, well, you could do. You could do. You just got to try and get that little cup under your, uh, you know. You know <laughs> As you're having a little squat, you're just going to try and get the get that in there, get a little sample before you press flush, flush, and away you go. It only took 30 minutes. We're on to poo. Woo! That's not bad for us. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, so all advice on this show is generally in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing. Let us know if we've missed anything, if you've missed anything, or if you need any conf- confirmation, or if you've got any really good tricks for being able to do a rat test on your dog. Very nice. Now, this is uh, – we've got a lot of questions, so we might um, we, we might do a question Q&A Catch up on uh, listener questions, I reckon. Lean into some questions. I think it's a great idea. Definitely. So we've got one from Emma Belingi. I always get Emma's name wrong. Anyway, sorry, Emma. Hi, Lewis and Robbie. Long-time listener and vet nurse in southeast Melbourne. Hey, Emma. How are you? Hello, Em. I've had my cat on Zilkeen during this week, leading up to her going in for a dental. That combined with a little bit of gabapentin worked an absolute treat. Hey. Wow. It's... uh, uh, is that from one of the Zilkeen sponsors? Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be the Zilkeen. Anyway, no shaking and hiding in the corner of her cage, just a little bit shy. Really good result. That's Perfect. great. Excellent, Emma. And I hope the uh, the dental went well. Um, this was sent into us uh, 13th of December, so hopefully we've recovered. 
Yes. From that. <laughs> yes, yes. Also wondering, what are your thoughts on feeding dogs raw butcher bones for dental care? The veterinary industry seems to be very divided about whether it should be done due to the risk associated. What do you think? Keep being great. Oh, if you could sometime at all, possibly have Deb, Deb on, on the show. On the show. It's been a couple of years. Really appreciate that episode with her on it. Um, but keep doing a great job, especially Robbie. Oh, M. thanks, Em. M. Hey, maybe, maybe M, we should just be, it should just be Deb and I. And we kick Lewis to the curb. Great idea, mate. I'd love that. All right, you go and grab Deb and we'll discuss this because you're Deb! rubbish. Deb! <laughs> when they, they'll tell that she'll come out. She'll come yeah. and join in. Anyway, so, so mate, what do you think? Raw so, butcher bones. So um, it, it is a great question and it is one of um, – yeah, one of the truly great dividing questions um, in the veterinary industry, I think even with veterinary dentists too, like there's often, you know, people that will, will sort of go one way or the other. Um, me personally, I, I don't recommend people feed their dogs big raw butcher bones. And my reasoning for it, M, is I'm the one who sees the dogs that have the broken teeth after they chew the bones. So if I say to owners, Yes, feed your dog's bones. When that dog comes in with a broken bone, a broken tooth, that's my fault. So I find it very, very difficult to try and recommend something where I know there is a high risk that that dog is going to end up with a broken tooth. That's basically going to be my fault. So, um, so I tend to not recommend it. Like for a, for a while, I, I would, um, you know. To try and sort of meet people in the middle, I'd say, oh, yeah, you could try feeding them you know, raw lamb ribs, but they've got to be a strip of the lamb ribs, not the single, because then the dogs can swallow them down. And it just became all too hard. So mm -hmm. I just say, yeah, I just don't recommend feeding raw bones. And I don't recommend feeding raw chicken necks either, because raw chicken necks are raw. And, you know, I don't think feeding, you know, eating raw chicken meat's necessarily a good idea. So, so I tend to, to just veer right away from it. So. Yeah, you're spot on, mate. I mean, the raw, certainly the raw chicken wing stuff, there's that study that was done out of Melbourne Uni linking them to coonhound paralysis, that yeah, neurological, PRN. Yeah. Yeah, neurological um, condition. So, yeah, I certainly tell owners, look, I'm, you know, I used to recommend that, but I don't recommend the raw chicken wings or chicken mm. necks anymore. Um, and then, yeah, same with you, broken teeth. But then also I say to owners, well, anywhere between – um, you know, I've seen uh, bones cause problems anywhere from the front teeth right through the whole system to their to their bottom, basically. Yeah, as anything, anyway. You know, we, Gee, that's a doing... big bone. Yeah, it's it's a long bone. That's a yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. And got around all the curls and stuff too. That's, Gee, that's quite a butcher bone. That one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh. So because you know, I mean, sure, you've seen man bones stuck in the teeth, bones stuck in the hard palate fractured yep. teeth and then i've seen blockages from the esophagus to the stomach to the intestines right through to the the rectum when they you know get constipated trying to poo them out so yeah. same sort of thing if you've said yeah feed them if we've said yeah feed them bones and and we're the ones that see the problems it sort of creates a bit of an issue for us yeah so, so we had a little we had a little dog in yesterday for a dental and um i'd anticipated that it might have been a, a pretty long dental because i could see that this dog had fractured off both of its carnassial teeth its fourth premolar so also yep. the, the big the big chewing teeth that sit under the eyes of dogs and yep. i could and i could see that there was um that the crown had been um uh, ex or the 
the, the main pointy bit had broken off. So that, well, this dog's obviously broken its teeth on something at some point in the past. And it happened on both sides. And so I thought both of these teeth may need to come out. And when we actually got in there, those teeth actually were looking reasonably healthy. And on x-ray, there wasn't any obvious uh, uh, infection around the roots. Might come in the future, but at the moment they were okay. But what did happen was one of its bottom molars that around the back root had actually fractured. And so oh. this dog had a fractured lower molar that had gone exactly halfway through the, um, or down through half of the back root. So it had infection around that root, which meant that the tooth behind it was diseased mm. as well. So, yeah. And that was a, that was a pretty, that was a nightmare extraction because yeah, you're trying so to remove this tooth. That's um, that's all infected. Uh, yeah, all, all purely and simply because this dog's gone and chewed on things that it's broken its teeth. And so, so now, because once your dog breaks its tooth, it's then not going to chew properly on that side, which means it's going to be doing all of its chewing on the other side. So if it's going to do all of its chewing on the other side, well, then it stands to reason it's probably more likely that then if you're still giving your dog's bones, that it's going to break the tooth on the other side as well. And you yep. can end up with two broken ones. Yep. So, so yeah, I, like I say, I, my advice is don't do it because then it's much easier to be black and white and say, don't do it. Um, I know people have been feeding their dogs bones for a, a thousand years and, and dogs have done it, but you know what? Dogs weren't living to be 15, 16 years of age. And if even if they were, they were probably doing it with broken teeth. And it's just, yeah. you know, we know that there's broken teeth there and we can probably do things better. Yeah. Well, it's sort of like seatbelts in some ways. So like, Oh, I've, I've always driven a car with not wearing my seatbelt. Why should I wear a seatbelt? Well, there are, we have seen that it's, uh, you know, we've moved on and, and found that it's, that's actually helpful. So, but yeah. certainly as far as trying to keep teeth clean, I mean, the gold standard is brushing the teeth um, and trying to brush the teeth once a day mm. um, is, is, um, is obviously what we recommend. And then I, I recommend, you know, some of the foods maybe are helpful. Um, you know, there's, um, uh, there's also anything that makes us chew a little bit more with the teeth is, is going to help as well. But, but the gold standard really is trying to brush the teeth once a day. And it's, it's about, it is about making it a fun experience for the dog or mm. cat. So I always say to owners, it's going to be a process of you know, maybe three months or so getting a pet used to having their teeth brushed. And it's about making a fun thing. So I normally get them something that they find the pet finds really tasty. So in dogs, it might be peanut butter or Vegemite or cream cheese, cats, it might be a little bit of tuna paste or tuna oil, um, you know, something that you can sort of put on your finger. And I tell owners for the first week, just got to touch that front tooth and then let them lick your finger with the peanut yeah. butter or whatever is on it. And, and you're doing that, for, you know, once a day, maybe three or four minutes, once a day, and just getting their fun thing. Oh, the peanut, you know, whatever comes out. Oh, I'm excited. This is great. We're doing this touching the tooth touch the front tooth the next week you move to the next tooth back same thing touching yeah. you know yep just uh, something enjoyable you're doing it's all fun at no point should they be not enjoying it next week you, and you keep gradually just moving to back until eventually on the back tooth and, and the the dog really knows it or cat knows it's a game and then you maybe introduce a little finger toothbrush sits over your finger and maybe some toothpaste or even if you brush with the peanut butter or whatever you're using it's more the brushing yeah. action than the actual paste that's going to do the the good stuff. So it's really a gradual thing. And look, I, you know, I don't know about you, mate, but maybe 5% of owners get to that point. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's about the same. I think there's some, 
some owners and some animals that allow it to happen. And then there's some that have all the best of intentions and that their, but their pets don't. Um, and so really it just becomes a, you know, that, that, that you just can't do it. And, and yeah. I also think as well, I mean, the, we know that the types of bacteria that are in dogs, mouths and cats mouths, are not great. Uh, we know that there's different breeds of dogs and cats that are really prone to having dental problems because that hasn't been one of the uh, one of the selection pressures that people have uh, looked for when they've been trying to select dogs to breed with. So sometimes you just get dogs and cats that have got rubbish teeth and it doesn't matter what you do, they're always just going to have bad teeth. And those are the ones that Unfortunately, yeah, you're probably gonna we're probably gonna have to go in there and do prophylactic cleans and or be doing extractions when they're required because it's just the reality of what it is. You know, we, we wish that there was a, a some magic way of not being able to do it. Um, I just you know, truly don't think that uh, that bones are the way for that to happen. Yeah, nah, uh, nah. unless you know you're, you're trying to do it like it's yeah. It's all, it almost seems like a bit like ambulance chasing, you know, from a vet saying, feed your dogs big, big, chunky bones. And also then, you know, the, talking about teeth, you've then also got weight problems, pancreatitis because of the fat that's in there and all that, you know, that's in the marrow of the bones. Mm. So there's a lot of, um, yeah, there are other things as well, other than just broken teeth that can cause issues with uh, with the feeding of, uh, of bones to dogs. But, you know, teeth are the big one for me. And also, I don't like it when you know, people then feed their dogs a big marrow bone and they end up with pancreatitis. That kind of sucks mm, too. Yeah, good point. Yeah, definitely. All righty. Fantastic. All righty, Imth. I uh, hope that answers your question. And thank you for the feedback about Zulcane. We um, yes. certainly love hearing that too. And the feedback that um, that you want, Deb, on the podcast a bit more. Um, uh, also, got a, uh, we've got an email from Indy. Uh, Indy is a... Hi, Indy. Hey, Indy. Um Indy's got got a lizard called Winnie. I don't know if we've talked about. Ah, uh, I think I think we did talk about bearded dragon called called Winnie that actually been a little bit unwell lately. So hopefully we're on the improve. Winnie uh, had a little bit of a coccidia infection. So oh right, yeah. So Indy Indy's on on the improve. Uh, Winnie's on the improve. Indy's always Winnie. on the improve. In, Indy's always great. O- always yeah on the improve. And just a uh, clarification, not a vet nurse. Just uh, she she wanted oh, a clarification last time we discussed oh, it that she's not a vet nurse, um, but I'm not sure exactly what she is because she does vet nursing duties. But anyway, that's an aside that I'm sure I'll come up at work at another time when she's unhappy with what I've said in this moment. Yeah, what what Indy does, Indy does well. So it doesn't matter what you call it, she just does it well. It doesn't need a name. It doesn't, doesn't need a name. No, it doesn't need a label. Doesn't need a name. No, it no. doesn't need a label. It's just good job. Just gets it done and gets it done well. Exactly. Exactly. That's indie. Definitely. So some lizard feedback from episode 176. I think she means Winnie's given a little bit of feedback. Number one, just out of personal interest, you mentioned oodles with annoying stomachs and how, yes, they might love chicken, but they could, that could be causing the issue. Switch them to delicate care as it's dark. I was wondering how duck wouldn't be a more volatile meat for trial as it's higher fat. I thought perhaps the high fat content would pose a risk to stomach sensitivity. Ooh, what a highbrow question from Indy. Deep dive from Indy. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. What do you reckon? so I think while we could, you know, wax lyrical on on that answer, Indy, what we might do is we might actually shoot that through to the prof, uh, who oh, the 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 the, the yes. man with the plan behind the delicate care diets, and get his 
professorial opinion on the fat content of duck and whether or not that might be more of an issue for uh, animals with sensitive guts. Because that's a that's a corker of a question. It really is. Yeah, that's a great idea, mate. We'll we'll send it on to um. Yeah, send it on to the prof and see what his thoughts are on that. Excellent. Good cool. idea. All right. So we'll have an answer for you in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. And two, when you talk about the dog toy recoil, recall, one of my cats is really attentive to recall over one certain toy. They have so many toys, of course. But if I walk around the house saying, Fig, where's Rat Baby? So Fig must be the name of her cat. The cat. <laughs> yep. Yep. Go and get your Rat Baby. She goes ballistic, making all these cooing and meowing sounds and will always bring back the same toy. The same COVID-19 test with the swab. That's right. Stick it up the nose. Yes. Yes. the rat, baby. Even when she's pushed it under the couch or fridge. If I get down on my hands and knees looking under stuff and asking her where rat baby is, she lays next to me and sticks her legs under looking for it as well. Wow. How cute. cute. That is very cute. Yeah, wonderful. Rat rat baby uh, isn't actually a baby rat, is it? It's not like a small little hairless, ooh, you know, ooh. rodent that's, you know, there, you know, escape I mean, not, from not, the not that I'm not 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 that I'm passing, you know, judgment on your uh, on any rodent infestations that oh. you have under your under your couch or, or fridge, Indy, because as we've <laughs> ascertained, what you do, you do well. So <laughs> I'll have to bring that up and see if that is the case. If there's a, <laughs> a vermin infestation in her house, I'm sure she loves talking about that on the podcast when everyone else is listening to. All right. And then she says, uh, thank you so much for fantastic podcast. Be good. Hey, was if- there a, did she have a question about that or it was just a no, comment? No. About- well, take it as a comment. Thanks, Indy. Ta- take yeah. it as a comment. Good, good comment, terrific. though. And what a good comment. Com- yeah, great yes. comment. But oh, then she does say, go on, further comment. Thank you very much for the podcast. Really enjoyed awesome. But, but, but here it comes. Would be good if sometimes we could have Deb on the show a little bit more because just to, just to do an occasional episode. And it seems like Robbie's actually frozen now. Uh, he's back. He's having some internet back. problems. Oh, he's the, back. Well, the, she the, does the amazing say, thing there was just, you said, but, and then just as you went to say what I reckon you're about to say, then that's when you're frozen. It's like, what a time to freeze. I know exactly what's coming. I'm going to miss out on nothing here. <laughs> miss out Excellent. on nothing. Excellent. All right. Yeah, we did also, we got some other questions too. We got one from, uh, we got one from Micah as well. Um, yes. Who's a Patreon supporter, our most recent Patreon supporter. I did send some welcome, Micah. stickers out your way, Micah. So hopefully you have received them. I know you're in, in New Zealand. I'm not sure if they're allowing anything into New Zealand at the moment. Um, certainly my uh, colleague, Carl, can't get back to New Zealand to see his family. So, but hopefully they're letting the stickers through the border. Hey, if they do let the stickers through, does that mean that if Micah goes up a, goes up a level, we can just cover, uh, cover, cover, um, uh, uh, Carl in stickers and then send him over there. Like we're just trying to send stickers across to, to Micah. Great idea. Just a just, just all lots over. Of stickers all over. Yes. And then, could, and some stamps could do that. Hey, Lewis and Robbie, not sure if Patreon messenger is the most effective way to get in touch. Works not fine. sure either, but we we've got it. We're not yeah. sure either. This was from the 7th of February. It's like 10 days later. It's not bad. 12 days that's later. Good. That's good. Yeah. Not bad for us. Yeah. So it's much better us. than M's question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The turnaround awkward. for him. Yeah. yeah. 
And Indies, Indies, Indies was the 8th of December. Mm. Well, the, the unfortunate Oops. thing for those guys is that they asked the questions and that's when we went into our uh, you know, end, end of year hiatus. Hiatus. You know, yeah, our, our unplanned hiatus. Our government government enforced hiatus. Government mandated yes, podcast hiatus. Hamish and Andy say. Yeah. Just wanted to say good job on pronouncing my first name correct. First try. Last name, not so much. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> Micah. Sorry about that. We won't. I'm not going to touch that last name again. Not, just stick with Micah. I had a question or oh, more of a topic I'd really be interested to hear you to discuss. I have a 10-year-old Burmese cat named Nakei, and he's really healthy for his age. But I know Burmese are quite susceptible to a number of different issues, diabetes, oral issues, etc. I was wondering if you guys could have a quick chat on air about some veterinary topics specific to Burmese cats. And if you have any tips or tricks in regards to any care or things to be more wary of in Burmese cats than any than other breeds really enjoyed yesterday's episode with spotlight on cbd it was actually super interesting look forward to that sticker as well but you still there robbie yeah still got you be good no sorry mate you're frozen you're frozen again just just carry on deb on a little bit more on the point why is it everyone says this cheers guys so thoughts on on uh burmese cats i think oral issues mate need to feed them bones Oh, yeah, absolutely. Big, <laughs> big marrow bones. Big marrow bones. From the mouth butcher. end all the way to the end. Raw, ginormous, marrow-filled butcher bones. There it is. Can you just feed them the butcher rather than the butcher bones? Just feed them the butcher. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. And, and, and hello to all of our uh, yeah, butcher butcher listeners out there. Mm. Um, uh, So Burmese, incredibly fluffy. Yes. They're, they're fl- fluffy cats. Yeah, you know, great so, cats. Lovely cats. So, so Micah probably knows all about that and, and you know, hair loss, but, you know, not not for, for on Micah, but probably, you know, just, just general cat hair everywhere. Well, we you know? know about hair loss too, mate. Well, Matt, perhaps me more than you. Oh, so. no, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah, you know, catching I'm, 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 I'm catching up. I'm catching up. Yeah, like I say, you know, you lead, I follow. Um, uh, you know, uh, Micah, you're probably right with um, you know, diabetes. Certainly we do see a... a, a, a it's actually been a while now, now that I think of it. It's been a while since I've seen a, a diabetic Burmese, but they do have, particularly here in Australia, a higher proportion of, uh, of Burmese cats that tend to develop the the more you know, sort of type 2 diabetes that cats are more prone to. Um, and again, you're right. Yeah. Bur- Burmese, you, are you getting confused the Burmese with the Burman just with the long hair? No, 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 no. Burmese no, is sort of Burmese. They're the shorter hair ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's all right. I just, oh, just, just mean as far as the hair, hair stuff. Yeah. Because oh, no, the Burman's got long hair. Oh, oh Burman's got long hair. Cat. Just because they're a cat. So Burmese, but, they don't really have long no, 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 yeah. no, no, okay. no. And, 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 okay. and, as, and as typical with happens with cat hair, particularly if you're wearing black pants ready to go yeah. to work or going out somewhere, the cat's hair will find you. It doesn't yes. matter how, how hard you try. Especially when you, you're off the plane, mate, you've just come in from your exotic holiday and you're in your, your white, full white linen, you know, holiday wear, Khaki. vacation wear. Yeah, no, just just white linen. Oh, just, white. Uh, okay. Everything white linen, lovely white yep. linen. And you cuddle your your Burmese, they will leave the uh, whatever colour they are. It's blue or chocolate or different colour, lilac. Lilac, yeah. On the linen suit, won't they, mate? You've you've got first experience, first hand experience there, haven't you? Particularly with particularly with the uh the with the velvet suits. Like I find velour. Velvet. V- v- yeah, yeah, velvet, oh, I velvet, it was and linen. Or velour. white linen. White yeah, linen, I've yeah. seen a lot. 
look, it, it breathes really well, but I do like the, you know, I like being able to rub my hand on my legs and to be able to make little patterns, which yeah, is right. much easier to do with velour. Yeah, I've just seen you white linen with the, the, the dark colored undies, mate. That's all. Anyway, when we're getting a bit Particularly when I bend there. over. Yeah. Yes, it's a good look. It's, it's a very good look. So, Burmese, yeah, uh, diabetes? Diabetes, yes. They're prone to diabetes. They are, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, one of the things with um, with diabetes and then with a couple of the other things that we can see with Burmese, um, we are talking earlier about arthritis um, off air with Burmese where I think sometimes with Burmese, particularly if they get overweight, puts mm. a lot of pressure through their joints. Mm. And I do see um, a few Burmese that can be quite sore in their elbows mm. as, they, uh, as they get older. So that's certainly something to be wary of, making sure that you're trying to maintain your Burmese at a pretty yeah, a pretty good body weight because that'll help out with arthritis and also help to try and prevent the uh the you know the glucose diabetes, saturation yeah. that can then yeah lead to um lead to diabetes too yes yeah exactly yep and the teeth stuff i mean they, they do seem to be a breed that's prone to you know if it's in their genetics prone to, to dental issues so they're probably the sort of breed where you know you do need to get their teeth checked and they may need well, if you can't brush their teeth, as we discussed, um, you know, may need to do sort of regular, um, you know, dental checks on them, you know, whether that's, that's a yearly sort of dental check or, or um, you know, maybe even six monthly if, if they're really mm. bad teeth. And, and uh, you know, sometimes they get sort of resorptive lesions you know, is quite common in that, that breed too. So making sure that dental x-rays are done at yeah. the same time, you know, we usually would recommend at least from over th- at our clinic over three years of age, I'd be doing dental full dental X-rays on on a cat just to check those teeth. And the interesting thing with Burmese too, like I mean, while they can get the resorptive lesions, they do often get um like a real gingival recession as well. Yes. Like those times where you see yes. where they are, where basically their gums and the and the bone, the alveolar bone that usually should sit around the teeth. And usually, um, you know, if it's a bit of a watch pot never boils, you know, if you look at your cat's teeth all the time, it might look normal for your cat. But then when we have a look, it's like, wow, hang on, there's actually been a lot of bone loss around here. We've got exposure of the um of the roots and quite often they can have infection down below around in those roots and those teeth can be quite painful for them. Um, I actually saw an interesting one uh, the other day, a, a Burmese that came in is about sort of three or four years of age and he'd had surgery at one of the emergency centers because they thought he may have had a foreign body. Um, and so I was seeing him for all of his um, post-op care and I looked in his mouth and I said, Oh, he's got an extra tooth. And he was going, what? I said, yeah, well, he's got an extra. So, so cats have got their three uh, teeth on their uh, lower mandible, so behind their canine, and the middle one it actually had two. And the owner said, "No one's ever told me that before." And I went, oh. oh, well, this is the first wow. time you've ever been in the clinic, and I found that you know. And she's gone, "Oh, he, sometimes he doesn't seem to eat very well." I go, "Well, there's there's infection in between those two two teeth." Yeah, yeah it was. It was like two fully formed teeth that were just sitting right next to each other, like sort of side by side and all the food was getting caught down in and around there. So, so we ended up having infection in the bone of his, uh, of his jaw. So we had to go in there and, and liberate those teeth. Well, it's just one of those things where you're just looking, unless you, you know, sometimes you, you know, pattern recognition, you know, you yep. get used to seeing something. If something doesn't look quite right, then you go, well, hang on, that doesn't look normal. You might not know what it is, but at least you know that it's not normal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and then, um, 
occasionally we see a bit of a potassium problem with young kittens as well, Burmese kittens. Mm. You know, we were talking off air and you know, saying we'd both seen one. So in our 20 years each of being a vet. So not that common, but occasionally we do do sort of see that. So that that's in the young ones. Um, and in the US, I think they get some heart and brain issues. That's more in the US. We don't tend to see them with the genetic lines that we've got mm. we've got here. So yeah, don't yeah. need to worry so much over here about that. And and otherwise they are a cat, and so they're therefore as they get older, you're going to get your normal cat diseases. You know, you know the things that can make them lose weight and kidney disease and things like that. So you know, but just because you're a, a Burmese or a Tonkinese or a Siamese or a, mm. or a, or a, or a knees or whatever, just you know, just keep an eye on them as they get older. Regular vet checks and um, you know, and investigate anything if it seems like something's going wrong. Yeah, and they sometimes get some elbow elbow issues as well. You sort of mentioned that uh, when we're off air too. So just yeah, to, the elbow arthritis. Yeah, yeah the arthritis yeah. stuff. Yeah, so keep an eye on that too. Then Micah then did send us another message. Forgot to add. Yes, would be great if Deb could be on. Oh no, she did add that. That's right. I'm currently a disability dog handler and neonatal kitten fosterer, but right. I'm hoping to study for a BV a Bachelor of Veterinary Science after I've done some more work in the animal care industry. So any tips on getting into vet school would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, um, got any tips? You're closer to me, though, by uh, 12 months. By about two years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> two um, years, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, find the school you want to go to. Work out what you have to do to get in there. Work hard to get in. And once you get in, have fun. Done. Righto. Scratch you later. Hey, How's that? That's that's, a, that's, that's, that's all pretty, that, pretty good. Well, yeah, that's a, I think that's so. the main synopsis. Well, realize you know? there's more than one path. I suppose is important yeah. too. That if you, you know, if you don't get, you know, you're struggling to get those marks. Perhaps if you're going trying to get in straight out of school or whatever, you know, obviously you know the prerequisites or whatever. Then there are there's more than one way to to get in. You know, in in uh, Melbourne Uni, there's the Melbourne model. You can do a whole degree first before you've got to get in. Um, you know, there's there's lots of different ways. So do check. All the unis, uh, certainly, I think there's only, you know, only one in New Zealand, but in a, if yeah. you're coming to Australia, you know, there's lots of unis in Australia, check what they want. Um, you know, some of them might do interviews. So having, doing your dog handling and your kitten fostering, that'll certainly help on, on your little, on your resume. Um, um, I'd, I'd say as well, go and find a vet clinic that you can mm, spend some time at mm, as well, because, yes. um, you know, if you've got a, um, uh, if you've been spending time at a vet clinic, like we had a um, one of our clients' um, daughter. She actually graduated last year, Cassie, um, and she came and spent every Wednesday afternoon with me for like eighteen months. And so when it came time for her interview, she could say, "Well, I, I've yeah. gone and spent three hours mm. a week at a vet clinic for the last eighteen months." showing that she's willing to put her time into yep. the profession um, and. if you're showing that you're willing to do that, then it certainly can be a, a, a pretty good, uh, a pretty good indicator that you're keen. Yeah. Spot on mate. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly structured stuff. I think often, you know, a lot of people do that sort of volunteer sort of work, but it doesn't really give you a really good insight into, I know what a vet involves. I know what being a vet, I know how a vet clinic runs. I think that that's quite important and certain, certainly can help you and hold you in good stead. Um, but good luck. And uh, look, if you want to, if you want a, um, a reference at all, um, you can get on to uh, Robbie, uh, Dr. Robbie Anderson at uh, Gmail. Gmail what, what's your email address, mate? Which one? Which was your, and, uh, and he'll yeah, happy you, to write you could, your reference. You could send it to that. It'd be interesting to see who gets it. <laughs> Fair enough. Dr. Dr. Yeah, Robert Anderson. 
Yeah. At, uh, <laughs> at, uh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, good. Well, fantastic. Thank you, Mike. Well, hopefully, for your yeah. questions. Thanks for your questions, yeah. guys. That's excellent. If you've got any follow up, let us know yeah, to that. But uh, if you've got a question you're listening into and you want us to answer it, you can, um, well, you can go to Patreon like Marka did. She's, uh, she's obviously. She sent us a message through Patreon, and that came through within 12 days. Took There you go. Ones. The email ones, twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. Not so quick. A couple of months we get around to those ones, don't we? We do. Wow. That was, just, again, that was that was because of the hiatus. You yes, know, we, the, we the government, government mandated. mandated. Yeah, yes. government mandated a holiday that, that we had to take. Um, but uh, but certainly, yeah, get onto Patreon, Two Vets Talk Pets. We do, we do answer those. Well, probably those emails just a little bit more quick. They take priority, don't they? Because we appreciate your support. But two vets at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We're on uh, on the uh, the gram. Um, yep. And uh, something else. I'm sure I had another one that, that Robbie's TikTok. Robbie's on TikTok. Oh, if you, if you want to dance a message to him, get him two vets talk pets TikTok. Interpretive dance. Is. Why not? Yes, very nice. Liturgical interpretive dance. Wonderful. Liturgical. Yes, Excellent. yes. All guys. I reckon that's a wrap. That's it. We're done. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.